Okay, I am just two minutes away from pulling into the cemetery to meet Mark, who is the um, manager of cemetery services, municipal works for Niagara Falls. And he might be able to show me my uh, final resting place. Let's hope. Hey there. I'm comedian Sam Sferaza, and if you're new here, this is my death plan in audio form. I'm planning every aspect about what's going to happen to me when I die, before I die, so I can learn a little bit more about being alive. Wouldn't that be great if true? It's not. I'm a control freak, and this is how I respond to realizing my own mortality. I'm just trying to meet Mark. Um... Driving through a graveyard feels so wrong. Very, very wrong. Very wrong. Don't know where I'm going. Very wrong. Um, If you've been following each episode, I've been exploring every aspect of what I want to happen to my tight, young, hot bod after I die. Traditional burial is off limits due to its death denialism, weird embalming ritual, and ridiculous amount of earth and concrete that it disrupts and uses. To recap, American funerals are responsible each year for the felling of 30 million board feet of casket wood, some of which comes from tropical hardwoods, 90,000 tons of steel, 1.6 million tons of concrete for burial vaults, and 800,000 gallons of embalming fluid. So yeah, no. I've thought about shooting my remains to space, which isn't as expensive as you'd think, but makes an even bigger carbon footprint and would require me to be cremated, which is also another environmental horror story with noxious fumes, including climate changing carbon dioxide. There are even more horrific services that will turn your ashes into paperweights or bullets, and to that I say, NA. Which has led me to the increasingly popular green burial, and led me to where I am today. Which is very lost in a cemetery. Um, should I just call him? Is there like a clubhouse? <laughs> like, what, what, where do I go? Hey, Sam. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, how are you? This is Mark Richardson. He's the manager of cemetery services for the city of Niagara Falls. And he has agreed to meet me at Willow's Rest at Fairview Cemetery in Niagara Falls. Good, I'm just at the entrance at Hamilton Street. I'm not really sure where to go. Niagara Falls also happens to be close to where I grew up, making it a leading choice for my burial plot. Mark was really enthusiastic about a nobody podcaster and comedian parading around his cemetery and asking him questions. So we had to meet. We agreed we would meet and I would check out the place while asking him some questions. But little did I know he had a real surprise for me. Where we need to go. Okay, sounds good. I'll see you soon. See you in a moment. Thanks. Bye. After nearly getting lost amongst all the graves, I finally make it to Mark's office. Hi. Nice to meet you. You too. How was the drive down? It was fine. I meet Mark at a building that's situated right in the middle of the graveyard, and his office is pretty typical, except that it overlooks some gravestones. Mark's in the washroom, but, um... To hear the music he plays in his office. It's very nice. It's calming. (laughs) 
Me and Mark talked about our day and how things would go, and he also told me a big surprise, which is that he had a real casket for me to test out here on the property. So we went to go see Willow's Rest and check out my possible coffin, you guys. Well, okay, we're in Mark's truck and we're on our way to Willow's Rest, it's called. It is. Okay, can you just introduce yourself and your role here, Mark? Sure, my name is Mark Richardson. I am the manager of cemetery services for the city of Niagara Falls. Uh, and in, in the city, we have 24 cemeteries. Uh, three are active, uh, this being the largest. So we're in Fairview Cemetery right now. Uh, this is about 77 acres. Um, it's been active since the late 1800s. Um, uh, actually, we're close to capacity, so we're master planning the future of cemeteries. Um, but in 2017, 2016, 2017, um, one of my passions and one of my backgrounds is, is environment. I was actually an environmental planner before joining the city to manage their environmental portfolio and then uh, kind of moved into cemeteries uh, just through the progression of, of uh, working your way up the ladder. Um, and what's been nice is I've been able to blend many of my passions, history and, and the environment into this uh, role. Um, so I started investigating green burials fairly early in my career with, with uh, the cemeteries. And in 2016, we really started to make a push with the community support. Um, and so this is it here in front of us. This was, uh, it's just over two acres. It was originally a, a dirt compound. This is where we actually used to look like that, where we had all of the excess earth from an excavation and it was placed here along with leaf, leaf compost piles. And uh, so we determined at that point that we were just going to push through this. Um, we didn't even have council support at the time uh, because it was a bit of a, an unknown um, idea and um, certainly not one that, that, you know, they wanted to spend a significant amount of money on. So we went out to the city or to uh, the community and asked if it was something that they'd be interested in. And the community um, really kind of rallied. We ended up getting um, you know, financial support from the environmental committee. Uh, they gave us twelve and a half thousand dollars to play. We drove through the maze of the graveyard once again and pulled up to this green pasture that kind of pops up at the edge of the park lawn style cemetery. We meet Crystal and Nicola, who are from Essentials Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi, I'm Nicola. Nice to meet you. And I didn't know this at the time, but they were there to supply the casket for me to try out. But before we get to that, we took a tour around Willow's Rest to see what a green burial place really looked like. So we've left uh, the more like park lawn style cemetery, right? If we can. Oh, you're laughing. Okay. Well, we've left that behind and we're now kind of in, uh, there's like a few trees and then it's just like, it's just like wild uh, flowers and like wild fields. You know, how would you describe it? Um, yeah, so it, it's a, it's, it's two acres, wildflower meadows, grasses, all native, all native plants, um, including, well, not including the bindweed, that's an invasive weed. Um, but then we've planted 400 trees around the perimeter. Um, and an additional 200 trees beyond the field. So the idea being is that this will eventually encapsulate this area. 
Um, and the thought behind that is when you walk through that gateway, say 20 years from now, when these trees are all as large as, as these, you'll walk through them and you will really kind of leave everything behind you. And you'll just kind of take in the sound and the smells of, of nature. Willow's Rest was a beautiful pasture of natural landscape. There was like a little path and then like a cul-de-sac and... Uh, no real markers like there's no grave markers or anything like that they have to map out every single body with um, they use a bit of a GPS and then they have these posts where they can tie string and kind of grid it out if they need to but they have everyone mapped out back at the office but you wouldn't know it looking at the place where Willow's Rest is it just looks like one big natural field and of course, there is a willow tree. It's a big, beautiful willow tree. Beside it is actually a few bees. They have um, some um, beekeeping apparatuses. I forget what they're called. Okay, I just Googled it. It just says hive, but I know there's another word. It. They have these hives and they make their own honey, actually, from those bees. It's a honey called the sweet hereafter because they're freaking adorable. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. It looked like, um, a great place. And like I said, it's really close to where I grew up. So it's not really a bad place for me to potentially buy a plot. But in order for me to buy a plot, I need to take a look at where my body would be going. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see this casket. Let's see. Let's go. So Crystal and Nicola go to a minivan they have parked on the side. They open it up and inside is a wheelie contraption that has been outfitted in the minivan where the coffin lies. And I am beyond excited, but sorry for windy audio. Oh my gosh. casket in the back of this van which has been outfitted describe what this what this is this this uh to protect the bottom of the vehicle and there's like a wheelie system so you can put a coffin in and out of this minivan yeah fascinating okay great Rectangle. We got some simple handles on the side. It's a good. You can see there's no like. This is metal. nailed with wood. Okay. So it's not. Um, there's no metal or anything in this casket. Okay. And is it nailed shut or? No. Oh my god! It opens. <gasps> oh my god! And then. I were to just lay down in this would we be okay with that yeah i'm gonna keep my shoe thank you i'm, I'm gonna bring it in with me let's okay. open it a little more <laughs> sure 
Is there like a, a head and a foot? This is a head end where I'm standing here. Okay. Let's go for it. Okay, time for me to take a pause and just kind of address the absolute absurdity of what is happening right now in this moment. So without me knowing, Mark had brought these two professional funeral directors who brought the casket. Um, We decided that a good place for me to try it out would be underneath these two pine trees um, by the entrance of the Willow's Rest. So... In the middle of the cemetery, we put down this casket, opened it up underneath these trees, and they just stood above me while a comedian in the middle of the afternoon just got inside of a casket to test it out. I'm so sorry. I, I really meant to not make it dirty and I just brought in a whole bunch of dirt, but I guess in the end it wouldn't really matter anyway. Be a lot of dirt. Hey, I'm pretty comfortable, honestly. That's pretty nice. Do you think you could say that for all eternity? All eternity? Uh, I have to get back to you on that. You know, um, there's a reason I'm not cracking as many jokes and stuff and like riffing a lot in this moment and honestly i didn't stay in the casket for as long as i probably should for like the build-up of this moment but like i just didn't know that like two other people would be there and it would be this like spectacle and they would just watch me lie there in the middle of broad daylight doing this so i laid down there for like five seconds and i was like yeah okay (laughs) It's a casket. Um, But to come full circle in this moment, to finally be able to test it out was truly um, satisfying. Satisfying is all I can describe Um, it as. I mean, I can't think of anything easier than just being dead and laying down, so... <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's true. I'm pretty annoying now. I can't imagine what I'd be like as a spirit. Um, thank you for this. Wow. Oh, I really feel bad about making it dirty in there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Made a huge mess. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for bringing this to me and showing it to me. I I feel very blessed. Let's. I'll this help is a you. First. Actually, this is it a is. First. It is a first. Yeah. <laughs> it's a first for me as well. Um, I still felt very much alive in there, but it was it was comfortable. Um, I will help you put it back into the van now. Okay. And by help, I mean simply record yeah. and watch other people do it. <laughs> I'm equally not helpful. Alive than dead. Do you think we're freaking out the people behind us? They're like, is there a body in there? Oh no. Oh, it's Niagara Falls. We're fine. They're like, they're making out with the body. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for that. I really appreciate it. Um, it's a it's a great model. It's, uh, I love the way it runs. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I think we should have casket fitting rooms. That's, yeah. 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 That's a cool idea. 
I love that. <laughs> and then I think you should have like designers, rolls of fabrics. Yep. You can choose the interior, a full outfit or something to match. Guys, we should have the interior of the casket should match the outfit. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying we need to be a little more creative because if people just kind of like embraced it a little more, you know. What if we, what if I died and then it didn't even fit? Wow. There's different sizes that we can <laughs> yeah. look into for mm-hmm. natural burial caskets. Uh, for example, um, we make you fit. <laughs> <laughs> there are wider <laughs> options, longer options. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to. There's European models and yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, Mini Coop. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess we'll head back to your office and kind of finish things off. But thank you. So nice meeting you. you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Bye now. Well, I think uh, once we get back to your office, mm-hmm. um, if you can, we can pu- maybe we can pull up like the Willow's Rest and like where there are vacant spots uh, and kind of choose see what we can choose. Great. Soon you'll hear me try to hold a conversation about cars in three, two, one. Did you drive the bowl? Yeah, that's me. Hi. How do you like it? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plug-in hybrid is great. Did you hear how high my voice gets? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because you know you use as much battery as you can, and then yeah. switches to gas, which is nice. Yeah. End of car knowledge. Mark has taken out the big, what, the big grid, the big master plan here for me. <laughs> So this is just for points. The beehives are back here. Okay, the beehives we saw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Central Garden. Uh, this is the Viking. Hang on, there is a lot. There's a you can fit a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. In two acres, absolutely. Is that 736 lots? Full, full bodies. Full bodies, yeah. And then this is the cremation garden. So 116 cremation lots as well. That is way more than I could have ever... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the question is, where, where's a good neighborhood, Mark? I mean, where do I want to be? What, where, what's happening? What, uh, what felt right for you? Do you want to be close to the trees? Do you want to be close to the bees or the butterflies? So bees, trees, butterflies. Yes. Oddly enough, we talk about the birds and the bees in the cemetery. We do. Um, hmm. Bees. I kind of like. Oh, okay. I like the bees. Yeah. I like the bees. So the giant willow is right here. Oh, the willow's nice. The bees are all right here. See, I think that's the happening. The happening neighborhood is near the bees and the willow for I, sure. Yeah. So, how do we know which ones are vacant here? Any, any that does not have a name on it. Oh, so we're we've got our we've got our choices got, here. Yeah, the king's pick. Um, and is the willow like farther back, or does right. it arch? It actually probably drapes right. The, yeah, the, the zone is probably right over here. What about lucky number thirteen? Oops, yeah. 
I'm gonna take a photo. All right. Here, this is what we typically do when we're. He's he's marked it with a little sticky note. There you go. <laughs> home sweet home. My forever home, Mark. Forever home, yeah. Can you have a party on top of any of these lots? Would that be disrespectful to the other people? <laughs> I don't know that I would encourage a party in the green burial section or anywhere else in the cemetery. A picnic, by all means. Uh, so what I don't want is, is large... I don't want large crowds trampling the the naturalized site. Ah, damn. But, yeah. but... So on the side here, we have group plantings. We actually have uh, Kojiko coming in to plant uh, another 100 trees on the side on, on tomorrow. And so we do encourage people to have picnics over here. It's a it's just a large open field. So you'd be directly beside it, and and then the sky's the limit. How do you feel about a small performance? And, uh, like, <laughs> are we talking stand-up? Are we talking music? <laughs> what are we talking? Whatever I can get away with, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure we could make it happen, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've hosted... Most things. Stand up in a graveyard. Never. Would be I've never incredible. seen stand up, but I would. I would welcome the first opportunity. That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into that. Well, through this process, I think what I want for myself mm-hmm. is. Um, I definitely like the idea of a tree. Um, more so, it's just like a natural like landmark, I guess. Yeah. And then. Um, I kind of got this idea from my friend, but like having the tree decorated like yeah. every birthday or something yeah. would yeah. be super cool yeah. and have it be like a celebration. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what tree would suit you. Need something that can hold a, an ornament. Sure. You know, huh. maybe a streamer or two. I mean, you could really make anything work, but. You could, yeah. Oh, I was trying to think of something that. It'll if, come to me. And if you go, if you go pine, it's gonna go too Christmassy. It'll be Christmassy for sure. It's gonna go too Christmassy. We need something with personality. But I've got time to decide the type of tree. <laughs> you know. Yep. But um, yeah. It sounds like I could I could make that happen. Cool. The the tree could be decorated, and then a small a small intimate tasteful performance of stand up comedy. Yes. In Willow's Rest. In Willow's Rest. It could actually occur under the Willow Tree. I I mean, if you want a monthly show here, Mark, I can make it happen. (laughs) I could produce that for you happily. Um, I don't know how the undead would feel or their family, but, um, you know. I think they'd appreciate it. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, we might. uh, We have a lot of business opportunities to discuss. So it seems like I have it all figured out. I've picked my plot, lucky number 13. I actually looked back at a picture and saw that the plot beside mine is also available. So maybe my partner wants to be buried beside me. More on that later. Uh, Might have been something I want to check in with him about. Should have probably considered other people in this plan, but no, it's for me. Um, And all I need to do is cough up around $1,900 in order to reserve my spot there. And then apparently another $1,900 for maintenance fees can be paid at any other time, Mark said. But yeah, I'll keep you updated on in terms of how I find that money because I really do want to do this. And 
I've also been thinking it's like super cool to have a plot of land for your burial like already picked out. I could actually see it as like being a really interesting meditative spot, a place to kind of like visit when you want to like ground yourself and like remind yourself like, hey, life seems crazy, but like I'm just going to end up here in the end anyway. So like fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm excited about that, but I wanted to double back a little bit because actually before I got into contact with Mark and toured, uh, Willow's Rest, I stumbled upon another form of green burial that is kind of up and coming and really caught my attention. When doing research on green funerals, I found this amazing TED talk by Katrina Spade, who has started a company called Recompose that's based in Seattle. Her company has pioneered technology for human composting, which is sort of like green burial plus plus. It composts the entire human body. Uh, And through some research, I came into contact with Susan Coswin from the Good Green Death Project here in Ontario, who is looking to build on Katrina's work and try to convince politicians and other people to get behind legalizing and making human composting something of a reality here in Ontario. So here's my interview with her. I don't do a great job of introducing her. So we're just going to jump right in. So, you know, one parent was cremated and, and the other was the full burial. And I, I mean, the, you know, the the ethnic service, the um, the casket, the buy the new suit. So you look good in the casket, the concrete liner for the grave. And 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 it was just no, <laughs> this is not what I want. And so I started doing some research about it for me. And, and you know, greeting takes different forms. And, 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 and of course, when you lose both parents, mortality becomes a little closer to the surface. So I said, well, well what, what, what do I want? What kind of thing do I want? So I, I learned about something called, um, I think they call a biocern. And so what they do is they, they cremate you, they put your ashes in this biodegradable urn, and they plant a tree seed. And I actually had this physical, <sighs> they went, I want to be a tree. <laughs> it just feels right. But the more I started reading about it, I thought, well, ashes aren't good for trees. And, and I went out for a walk. And, and I always think really big thoughts when I go out for walks. And, and my, my big thought was, hmm, I wonder if worms eat. You know, you could talk about worm food. We become worm food. So do, do worms actually eat us? And so I started to do a bit of research into this as soon as I got back, got on the laptop. And, um, and I found out that there's uh, particular insects called dermestid beetles that are used to clean off um, specimens. Like if they want a skeleton in a museum, they would put the, the, the specimen in the dermestid beetles would eat all the flesh off the bones. And I thought, oh, yeah, doesn't use any electricity, doesn't use fossil fuels. I immediately think of like Fear Factor when they would get people to go into like bins of beetles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a dead body. I know. Yeah, it's it, it's a little it's a little crazy, but you know it's very environmentally friendly. Nature right? does a great job. Sometimes a better job than ever we could. It just cleans yes, exactly. it right to the bone. <laughs> exactly, and and this is what they do in museums. And and so I was going to call it a bugatorium. And a friend of mine who's an architect, oh, shoot, sorry, no friend of mine who is an architect was designing me this ladybug shaped you know funeral home, and it was going to have a terrarium in there. And it's but you know what. It's it 
like he said, it's kind of a fear factor thing. It's just a little, you talk about maggots, people get a little crazy. Well, so anyways, people literally yeah. say, I don't want to be worm food. And I kind of want to tell them too bad. <laughs> like it's, You're going to be, right? <laughs> it's just it's what happens, you know, you've kind of yeah. already signed the contract by being here alive. Yeah. But and- yes. Alive now dead. So, you know, nature's going to look after you one way or another. So how can we make that happen the best way possible? So that's why I heard about composting as an option. And um, right now it is only legal in Washington state. Katrina Spade uh, worked on this for oh probably close to a decade um, to make this an option. She did the study. She, um, you know, she got uh, researchers from the Washington State University. She's opened a facility as of uh, November 2020, I believe. So, so mm-hmm. she is composting bodies individually in vessels, and then you take the soil and you use it somewhere where you can restore land. It's brilliant. <laughs> It, I mean, it is brilliant. Like, can you can you tell people who've never heard of this concept of like human composting? Like, I, I guess you've already described it a little bit, but like, what mm-hmm. is the process? Well, essentially, you want to. I, I know Katrina Spade in, for for recompose in Washington State had started off as um, it was an architectural project, and and she had created this lovely big building in an urban setting, and and everyone went into the same hopper. And um, and so when you got it, you just kind of got mixed up with everybody. And that wasn't very appealing because you have to deal with the emotional aspect of this as well. Um, you know, there's people who are left grieving, may not want a piece of you and everybody else mixed up together. <laughs> right. So what we're looking at is is um, composters. So it's an actual single unit, you know, that's like four by eight type of thing. Um, You put the body in there. So it's an individual body that is wrapped in a shroud, which is a biodegradable cloth linen or muslin or something like that. So the body goes in there with natural um, materials like straw or sawdust or wood chips and and just completely covered up in all this. And, And it's the microbes that are in all those materials and in yourself. So, you know, bacteria, fungi, all this sort of stuff um, that compost you down to soil, everything in about 30 days. And so then once you have all this soil, um, it, it actually works out, I think, to be like a cubic yard of it. That's not metric, Which but is, what they have. I don't know. There's something yeah. so weird to be being like, we're all just one cubic yard of soil. ultimately. So it sounds like you're doing kind of two things. There's like the the innovation part of it, like uh, doing your own research, but there's also this kind of a, a bit of a legal battle or a political part of this where you're trying to make human composting legal in Ontario. And it might be a surprise to some people to learn that such a natural way to go is illegal. Yes, right now there's really only three methods that are legal in Ontario, and that would be cremation, burial, and um, what is now called water cremation or alkaline hydrolysis. And and that's taken time because right now the legislation in Ontario allows for alternative methods of disposition. That's what they call it, disposition. So, you know, but they still need to know what they're regulating because you don't, you know, it, it comes under um, consumer protection, um, the Ministry of, you know, of government and consumer services. So they want to make sure people aren't getting ripped off and they want to make sure what's going to happen is safe and respectful. So that's, that's our big concerns. And, and that's fine. We can, we're quite happy to go with Even that. Even though I've learned in my research, people are getting ripped off 
all the time with funeral homes, but that's maybe a separate issue. It is. Uh, yes, definitely. There are unscrupulous operators out there. <laughs> That's so, a and, really nice way of putting it. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, Gail. And I got a used car for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The question is, do humans make good plant food? Or worm food? Good question. Well, okay. If, if you look at, you know, your, your carbon, your nitrogen, your, you know, depending on how you died, you may have, well, actually I've heard that we're kind of toxic waste, depending on what you ate, what medications you took, what treatments you had. Did you die from cancer? Do you have radiation? So um, actually I should say there, that is one uh, concern of the bereavement authority, which is the regulatory body, is the concern about prions. So if someone had, um, I always say it wrong, but Critzfield disease, mad cow disease. Um, if someone died from that, then there's something called prions, which cause that disease. And yeah, um, they're crazy. They like hijack your brain. They're crazy. Yeah, exactly. And so those, we have to make sure those don't survive through the composting process. And, and right now that is a restriction or limitation for the Washington state program is, is if you have Ebola um, uh, Creutzfeldt yucca disease, or there's another one, tuberculosis, then you can't be composted because it's not guaranteed that the process will destroy those harmful things. So, so we can be toxic, um, but composting, I, I've done a fair bit of research on this. It's amazing what composting does destroy as far as, um, you know, different toxic things. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to be buried anyway. If you're not composted, you're going to be buried. You're going to be stuck in the ground or you're going to be cremated. And, you know, you're sort of being emitted out to the world in general. All in all, a successful week. I figured out where I want to get buried, what I want to get buried in. And even though it's kind of a plain casket, at least it's biodegradable. And it's in a really nice plot. I'm right under a willow tree and I love it. But the question still remains, how do I inject some personality into this? How do I give this some flair, some style? And of course, how do I bring my sense of fashion into this? What am I gonna wear to my own funeral? All that next week on Prepare to Die. Prepare to Die is an independent podcast that's written, recorded, and produced by me, Sam Sferaza. You can follow us on Instagram at Prepare to Die Pod, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Sam is Laughing. Bye now.